Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. There's been a number of great films of late from Australia and New Zealand, and this is certainly one of them. This is called Hunt for the Wilder People, and it stars uh, Sam Neill and Julian Dennison, and it's the story of a, a raised on hip-hop and foster care, a defiant city kid, Ricky, gets a fresh start in the New Zealand countryside. He quickly finds himself at home with his new foster family, the loving Aunt Bella, and then cantankerous Uncle Heck, and a dog, Tupac. When tragedy strikes, that threatens to ship Ricky to another home. Both he and Heck go on the run in the bush. A really fun film, a uh, great sense of humor, great sensibility to it. Uh, it's directed by, and Garth, you'll help me if I mispronounce, uh, Teka Watiti, uh, the director and writer of the film, The Hunt for... Yeah, so his, his name is pronounced Taika Waititi. Taika Hi, yeah. Okay, very good. Well, that voice is the sound of the producer of The Hunt for the Wilder People, and that would be Carthew Neal. Carthew, welcome to film school. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, the, the story of the film is based on a book called Wild Pork and Watercrest. Uh, tell me a little bit about your involvement with the film. Were you a part of the acquisition of the property? Tell us a little bit about the story behind uh, how this came to the screen. Yeah, so Wild Pork and Watercress um, is a classic Kiwi uh, book in New Zealand, and it was written in the 80s by a bushman called Barry Crump, who was not only a bushman who'd go out shooting uh, pigs and possums and uh, deer in the bush, but he also was a great writer, and he wrote a number of um, books. And it's been developed by numerous people to be adapted into a, a film from possibly since it was first published, and Taika was asked to write, as, as you know, asked to write a draft of the adaptation about ten years ago, uh, as a kind of paid for services role. And he he did that before he had uh, directed his previous films, which was Eagle vs Shark, Boy, and What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, two years ago, he came back to that script and thought, and, you know, the film hadn't been made by the original producers. And he thought, well, I really like that that story, and I wonder what's happened to it and the rights were available and so he he actually acquired them he's he's not only a, a director actor performer comedian he's also um, a great producer and so he acquired those rights and then came to me saying that he was keen on on making this as his next film and so i came on board about two years ago as we started up a, a new company called picky p-i-k-i which is a, a maori word for uh to jump or spring forward uh, and basically, was a, we named the company that to make films that were upbeat and entertaining, because New Zealand has had a past of making kind of much darker films, and and Taika sort of breaking the wave of of New Zealand's more upbeat uh, production. So the company was designed to to develop fostered other talent around Taika, uh, and also uh, you know the launch pad was Hunt for the Water People. Yeah. And, well, in this process, how is the the relationship between you and, and and a director? What what is is it change from from project to project? How do you approach something like this? Yeah, I think um, you know with Taika, he very is a very you know he's this is his fourth film. He's very clear 
um, you know, there's a very clear uh, voice as a director and a writer. And so my, my job is, in that film is really just to support him, support that vision, communicate that vision to a larger group of people, uh, access the money for that, for that vision and also the team to rally them around him and create a space where uh, he's able to be as free as possible uh, and as flexible to, because I think what I wanted, what we wanted to do with this film is really let Taika, we know that what, what he does is great and if we can let him be free and um, to do what he does and not feel any outside pressures, uh, then he will deliver something fantastic. Which he did, and I want to go. I want to talk about the film because I, it's it's funny, it's heartwarming. There's terrific acting in it. Um, Sam Neill's wonderful, and and you can I wouldn't say you can, yeah, you can bet on it. Sam Neill. I don't think I've ever seen him anything that he wasn't good in, and this is certainly no exception. Uh, but Julian Dennison, who is really well, he he's in practically every frame of the film. I mean, almost uh, is terrific. And I would like to know a little bit about his background. I, I, I understand that uh, Taika had worked with him previously, but he really is a talented young actor. Fun. Yeah, Julian's amazing. He's a 13-year-old. He, he was 12 when we were doing our shoot, and he, this is his third movie, his first lead role. So he was in another New Zealand movie called Shopping uh, when he was nine, and then a, an Australian movie called Paper Planes a couple of years ago. Uh, and Taika then worked on with him on a commercial uh, the Blaze ads, which won a Golden Lion uh, at Cannes a couple of years ago. And Taika decided that, you know, he really wanted to work with Julian on a film. And uh, he, I think when he came back to Hunt for the Water People script a couple of years ago, he had Julian in mind and so was able to sort of shape the role knowing um, who he was. So there was definitely no, there was definitely not, never any question about who was going to play that, that role. And uh, he just turned, he was just fantastic, and you're, you're right. He's in almost every every frame, and and uh, he was uh, 12 years old, and and he was shooting uh, every uh, every day with us, and did a fantastic job, and had a great support team around him. He was also, you know, not only working with Taika, who created a really it was fantastic with kids, and created a really fun environment on set, but also had Rachel House, who plays Paula, the social worker in the <laughs> film. She was his dialogue coach. She's and also kidding. his mum was with him the whole time. So that team kind of provided a great support network around him. And he's here in L.A. with us at the moment yes. doing Q&As. And we, we did one last night at the Arclight. And he, he's basically, um, if he doesn't, uh, you know, it's unlikely he'll do, he won't do well in film. But he's definitely got a stand-up stand -up comedy career coming up. That doesn't work out because he's just absolutely hilarious in the Q&As. He? Um, he had people in stitches last night. Oh, he, he's got a good timing. You can see in the film his comedic timing is good. He he has he knows how to deliver a line. It's a couple of really fun lines. I'm not going to spoil for the audience here, but that he really does fantastic. You can tell he has that sort of gift of being able to hold on to a line and really make it make it work. And and that's uh, the essence of good acting. Um, well, that's a good break because we really haven't talked as much about the actual film itself. So let's. Uh, by the way, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Car Carthew Neal, and he's the producer of the film, The Hunt for Hunt for the Wilder People, and it's opening today as we speak on uh, June 24th here in Los Angeles. Where are you? Where's the Q and A you're going to be at uh, tonight? So we've got um, another Q and A tonight at the 7:20 session at the ArcLight okay. with Julian, uh, and then tomorrow the the three o'clock session, uh, Julian will be there as well. And Taika, the director, is actually on the Gold Coast in Australia at the moment, about to start filming on Thor. 
uh, and he will be Skyping into the Landmark Theatre uh, at the 7 o'clock sessions. And across in New York, uh, he's also doing uh, Skype Q&As at the Angelica over the weekend. So there's plenty of um, chance to, to kind of get an insight into Taika. And Taika is also an amazing comedian yeah. and always has the audience and stitches in his Q&A. So he'll be doing those over the weekend with Julian. So there's plenty of chance to kind of get inside the filmmaking uh, by coming along to these sessions this weekend. Great. And by the way, just sort of anecdotally, it doesn't, you know, this isn't always the the greatest uh, indicator uh, of a film's uh, yeah, worth, if you will. But this film's getting 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. And it, and this is a, a good indication of just across the board, uh, the, the response has been really fantastic for the film, just as a way for people who often go, should I see you this weekend? Oh, let's check Rotten Tomatoes. It's 100%. So, and it deserves to be that. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the film itself. It's the story of this kid who's obviously been through a couple of different places. Uh, as Paula has <laughs> indicates, Paula, his, his social worker, who's great in this. Uh, that's Rachel House, I should say, but she's wonderful. And he comes as a sort of defiant kid, doesn't like, doesn't seem to want to be anywhere, especially where he ends up. And um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention um, Bella, who's terrific, the actress. Uh, Rima Tiriata, another, yeah. another hard name to... Well, that's her name's Rima Tiriata. Yes, Rima Tiriata. Tiata. Tawat. Rima Tiriata. Tiriata. Thank you. Tiriata. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'll edit that part. Okay. Um. So uh, that uh, <laughs> that she's wonderful. She's uh, all too brief in the film, but she's wonderful in it. It's a great cast. So here's Ricky. He shows up, and he's uh, and this sort of relationship begins to develop uh, between her and Sam Neill. Um. The sensibility of this film, the comedic sensibility of it, is that, where is that? It's in the book, I assume that's part, of, it's obviously part of it, that, uh, it, tell me a little bit about what you were looking, because there's a certain look in, 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 in the way that comedy is presented, in the way that this is presented. Is there a certain style that, that you and uh, Taika were going for in this? Well, well Taika was... Um influenced by um i mean the book was not as definitely not as funny as the film and and, and taika is definitely i don't know if you have seen his film what we do in the shadows yes. but it was it also won um uh last year it was the, voted the funniest film on rotten tomatoes of the year yeah. and um so he definitely comedy is in every vein of his every pumping bit of blood in his body and so he loves to make things funny and I, he was really referencing a lot of original you know, he also directed Fly the Concord, so he's got that sensibility, which people will probably um, have seen it, will understand as well. Um, but also he's referencing a lot of New Zealand films from the 80s, so it was a kind of, there's kind of a retro feel about it. It's not set in the 80s, but um, there were some films that came out of New Zealand at the time uh, by directors Roger Donaldson or G and Jeff Murphy, Goodbye Paul Pye, Smash Palace. Um, that mm -hmm. were part of his influence when he was making the film Sleeping Dogs was another one that uh, Sam Neill was a was a part of, and so those were definitely those were films about comedy. They had comedy comic elements, but they were also about outsiders, people on the run from the law, uh, and that sense of um, independence. And so that's definitely uh, where Taika was influenced in in his f filmmaking. Yeah, I have to say, watching it, there there's an element of this in in it's almost it almost feels 
in the way that the the actors are positioned in in a lot of the scenes that they're actually really playing almost it feels like a theater uh piece because a lot of the performances feel like they're looking at the camera i don't know it's hard to explain it's almost a, like in the old days of vaudeville it's almost like blackout comedy where they i don't it, it's it's like the the audience is in on it. I think that's one of the things about Flight of the Concords and We Live in the Shadows about the sense of humor. I feel like I'm part of the I'm part of it in in a way that I don't normally feel when I'm watching a comedy, and and in watching these performances and watching the way that they were sort of like I said in the in these scenes, it it's a very uh, um, engaging way. It and it's 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 silly in a, in the best possible way. But at the same time, yeah, I think, um, is that, does I that sound like right? He comes from a band, both in the Concords too, they yeah. come from a live background. So they're really, yeah. they're really used to working with an audience and yeah. getting that response from an audience and, and, and feeling that the response of being in the room. And so I think Taika wants that in the room. He wants people to be enjoying the film as if it was a live experience and laughing along. And he, he in a way, he's used, he wants that interaction. So he's definitely playing the, the comedy in the film to to get people to laugh out loud. And that that is sort of, I suppose, the biggest reward. Uh, and at the same time, not only laugh, I mean, there's also some poignant moments in the film. Yeah. He also wants people to, to, to feel something. But what I, what I really love about his work is that he, he wants people to feel uh, something in the film, but he, he wants people to realise also, you know, acknowledge that, you know, there can be sad things in life, but it doesn't mean uh, everything is over. That, you know, you can still, there's still humour um, in, in our lives, even if, if there's tragedy, and I think that's a really great experience to go on that ride, where you are able to laugh and cry and laugh again, uh, and right. and sort of realise that you know uh, life has all sorts of um, emotions, uh, and I think you get that feeling, and maybe that's what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's there's a warmth to all of the characters, even even with the character of Paula. I wouldn't. I don't know if warmth would be exactly the word I would use, but there is something about her performance. Again, so much, and that makes sense. The, the improv setting—that's what this feels like. It feels like a film that was done for for a, a, a improv kind of audience, and that's. I guess you got to the the essence of what I was trying to say. And but in in the process, comedy is so much. The best of comedy is about. The entire human condition, just as you described, being able to laugh, being able to understand empathy and those times when it gets you through the, the things that are, are, are sad or, or depressing or whatever it is. But that's excuse me. That's what this film feels like. And uh, I just it's, I love watching films that are so engaging and, and they and this idea of bringing us in and this film uh, Hunt for the Wilder People certainly does that it, it's a really and when you're on set when you're on set with Taika and the actors I mean it is a that's definitely the experience on set I mean Taika has a script and and he wants people to stick to it but also he works with people he loves to work with people where the relationship is there where they can jam on on the day and they can he's often yelling new lines to them off the side of the especially with Paula the, the social welfare character who was just um so absurd that he would just sort of like that he would be cracking up in, in the in the environment and you feel in a way that you're really like you say you're really almost there on the day when Tyke is laughing there with the actor in between the takes laughing at their performance and and yelling new suggestions to, to them as they as they go so 
he definitely likes a, a kind of live environment. And as luck would have it, uh, unfortunate luck, we, we're we're out of time. I uh, want to thank you so much for being here, uh, and also for the film "The Hunt for the Wilder People." Carthew Neal, the producer of the film "The Hunt for the Wilder People." No worry. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.